Are you having trouble sleeping? Maybe you're snoring. Or maybe you just don't feel rested in the morning and you feel like your body still needs a little bit more. Well, if that's the case, then you should take a listen to our last episode with Carice Laguerre, where she talked to us about the reasons why we may not be sleeping as well and especially how that may be affecting the Black community. But before you do that, let's take a listen to this episode with Takira Winfield-Dixon. Welcome to Diversity Dish, where we're dishing on everything diversity, equity, inclusion, and justice related. My name is Sidrola Maruska, and we're bridging the gap between what needs to be said and what needs to be heard. Those individual experiences that are often ignored or simply dismissed. Sometimes I'm dining alone, sometimes I'm dining with friends, and sometimes I'm dining a la carte. No matter how I'm dining, it promises to be delicious. Let's dig in. Takira Winfield-Dixon served as a political appointee in President Barack Obama's administration. She's currently the strategic advisor to President Obama's U.S. Secretary of Education, John B. King Jr. Takira also served for six years as a senior member of Martin O'Malley's gubernatorial administration. She's a proud Howard alum, a graduate of the University of Maryland, and has experience as a communications consultant. Takira has dedicated her career to elevating and uplifting stories and the experiences of Black women. Oh my goodness, Takira, I cannot tell you how excited I am to have you on Diversity Dish. Uh, I'm flattered. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for coming on. I will tell you that I didn't even know who you were, I don't think, until like the day I sent you a message and said, will you please be on my... <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, this is great. <laughs> I'm like, who is this? This is fantastic. And then I went and looked you up and saw all the conversations and I was like, this is my space. <laughs> I'm so glad. And I'll tell you what happened. I read your article what is it? Salon. I read your article on Salon that says, I'm a Black woman, not a woman of color. Here's why I make that distinction. Mm-hmm. I read the article and I, because as soon as I read the headline, I was like, yes, <laughs> yes, that is what I, this is what I've been saying or thinking. Of. Oh my God. I read the article. I created a graphic on Instagram with that it would blew up and I was like I just have to find her and then so I was and honestly it wasn't that easy to find find you it wasn't easy at all but I was like I was so determined I "I am finding this woman and I'm gonna get her on this podcast (laughs) oh so so honestly I'm just so excited So, so so let's start with that let's start with Actually, you know, no, because I want people to get to know you just a little bit better. So let's let's not get too excited about. <laughs> Tell us about you. Tell us, Takira, what are you passionate about right now? 
Sure. I mean, I'm most passionate about Black women and turning the performances into reality and us claiming our own space and, you know, building our own tables, right? Like, you know, the thing that wakes me up every day right now is, you know, I've recently launched my own communications firm, which, you know, coming out of the Obama administration, a lot of folks, right, were privileged enough to be able to spin off firms and sort of do that kind of thing, right? And like, yeah. you know, I don't have a lot of capital just sitting around, right, to be able right. to go and, you know, say, all right, I'm going to take, you know, two months off and then go <laughs> launch a thing, right? And so I kind of kept it in the back of my head for a while um, and just had this tribe of incredible Black women who pushed me and said, when is going to be the time? Yes. Right? There's always going to be a thing. There's always going to be an excuse. You have got to get out there and just do it and the rest will come. And so, you know, I intentionally, people ask me like, well, what are you? Are you the CEO? Are you the president? What is the, I'm like, I'm the founder, right? Because particularly now, you know, it's so important for black women to own our own tables, to build our own tables, to be able to be part of this movement in a real way, Mm -hmm. you know, after being owned in this country for over 400 years, you know, save consistently that never saves us right like folks are too comfortable thanking us instead Mm. of respecting us Mm. and I'm tired of it and so I was like all right I'm gonna go and this just became a journey and I'm on the journey and I'm learning and meeting incredible women like yourself and just incredible people that I'm excited to sort of help them lean into their authentic voices and Mm really be able to say it's okay to give yourself permission to be who you are in any space right and when you do that it gives others permission to show up as they are right so the way i'm showing up today is how i show up at work (laughs) you know how i I love it every day you know and like i'm just me and i'm at the point where i don't i give my myself permission to leave spaces where i cannot be myself yes Girl, you are speaking all kinds of my language. Yes. (laughs) Because it's so true. I mean, you know, I think that I'm older than you. And it took me a while to get to that realization. It took me a while because, you know, my generation, it was more, I felt it was more about conforming. Like, okay, so the civil rights happened. Let's now make ourselves comfortable within these confines and do the things that we're supposed to do so that people will accept us. And we're not going to be angry black women. We're not going to be, we're not going to be, you know, I mean, whatever the words are, you know, we're not going to wrap up our hair. We're not going to wear our hair natural. We're going to wear our hair straight and we're going to, you know, we're going to do these things. And then at some point, you know, I was telling somebody, before I was 26 years old and I was growing my hair out. And I'm sure a lot of us have this story, right? I had, I had a relaxer, I was growing my hair out, but I would wear my hair in a ponytail every single day because I didn't like getting up to curl my hair in the morning. I like to sleep. Mm-hmm. And I woke up one day and I said, why am I doing this? Yep, yep. So I went to the hairdresser I said, cut it off down to the new growth. She about had a conniption. And I was like, nope, <laughs> do it. <laughs> because it wasn't something that was done back back then. It was, you know, it was like, 
are you kidding? Are you, she kept asking me, are you serious? Like, <laughs> she's like, have you ever done this before? Do you know the shape of your head? I said, there are hats and there are wigs. I mean, look, it's, you know, it's about reaching back too, right? My mom, you know, was all throughout the civil rights era and, you know, wore her Black Panther shirts and, you know, had her fro out. And she also, right, was a social worker for a minute, right? And like, that was her way of thinking, I can improve the system. Yeah. Was like, let me be part of the system so that I can make incremental change. Mm -hmm. And so that I can try to sort of advance the black community and realizing, right, that there was a lot of emotional toll, right? Mental health, all kinds of things around that. Yes. And, you know, like my mother pushed me, like talking about hair, my mother refused to let me get a perm. I have never had a perm in my hair. Ooh, like, that's I, like, awesome. My mother, right? Like my mother laid the way, right? And like, and, and she pushed me and, you know, she really laid the foundation for me to be the unapologetic black woman that I am today right and like yes. she, she was part of that and so I think with all the generations right we have a responsibility to reach back and to reach forward, forward and to be able to pull in folks right so I you know I have a client who you know is in her 50s and is finding her voice and is excited about it right and and we're pushing That's each other me. together right we're going together you know I'm like I'm here on this journey with you we are going together girl yes get there and it's never too late to lean into your voice or find the voice and you know the way I approach communications is very much about channeling right like I always say I'm here to channel it's already there mm -hmm. and so I'm not here to mold you into something else or to give you a bunch of talking points <laughs> that don't sound like you or right that are about white supremacy and privilege and you know I'm not about that and so mm -hmm. I'm like who are you we're gonna go on this journey together we're gonna bring you out it's gonna be scary but it's gonna be fine right <laughs> we're gonna move right folks yeah. and every time you tell your story someone will be moved every time you know you show up as yourself someone will believe in themselves and believe that they have permission to be able to move and yeah. that's movement building right like we got to build this movement yes. and we got to lead it. It's time. Like it's time, you know, I'm it's done with past time, right? <laughs> it's I'm past done, time. right? Like, you know, and even like the decision for me to sort of start to do my own thing, you know, I have worked for lots and lots of organizations, right? I was in the Obama administration and, you know, no matter how much you love folks, the foundation of a lot of these organizations is still white supremacy and privilege. And so mm -hmm. who are the funders? Who are the donors? Who are the folks, right? Yeah. That we are in many ways conforming to. And yep. so I'm like, okay, I got it. You know, I got it now. Like I feel free and this is what it's about. And mm -hmm. freedom, right? And like, we've got to get comfortable in those spaces to say, I'm going to take a leap mm -hmm. and I'm going to do it. And we got to push each other, right? Like I wouldn't have done it if I didn't have my like tribe. Right, know, going. <laughs> Being like, girl, go ahead and do this and you can build a plane and fly it and do all things. And yes, I just think we've got to be that for each other. And that's how we show up for each other. Absolutely. I think so, too. I think. And, you know, when you're talking about so I am I'm 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 in my I'm 52. So I when you're talking about reaching back, my mom has only in the last, I would say, maybe five or so years, maybe maybe a little longer than that 
decided that she wasn't going to be perming her hair anymore. So she's wearing her hair natural and she's wearing an Afro and she's, she had to go through a whole process, which it is a process, right? Yes. But you reaching back and you do that. And then my daughter who, you know, is biracial when I, when she came into this world, my thing was she going to love them curls. Mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's all. And does she, man, does she, she's just like, and she will point it out in TV shows and different things. She looks and she finds people that look like her and have hair like her and she identifies. And I'm like, man, that is something that I didn't even really have back then. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. here we are. We're just, like you said, everybody's getting together and we're moving together forward together, which is an amazing, amazing thing to watch um, you know, because, and be part of, right? right? Not just be on the sidelines, but to be part of, because y- you've seen the iterations and the way that it's happened. And now you see like, you know, we're like, no, taking no prisoners. <laughs> <laughs> taking no prisoners. It's, Hello. I mean, we are over 400 years past due, right? But like cash the check and the check, you know, people talk about reparations, right? Like, I'm like, no, let's fix this systemic injustice. Let's fix this <laughs> let's system. Fix yes. Like, you know, look, Representative Ayanna Presley, policy is our love language, right? Like, let's do that. <laughs> let's move those kinds of conversations into yes. reality and change. And, you know, lots of conversation around systemic racism. You know, we had the quote reckoning right last year which is still going and then the responses are apple creating a watch that's like a pan-african flag and Uh, we were gonna get to that (laughs) (laughs) but i'm here for it like i'm not i'm not waiting for apple to save me like you know and like those kinds of conversations and when we say systemic we literally mean the systems are designed to kill us before we have a chance to succeed yes it is all of the pieces it is why yes the power plant next to the black neighborhoods why the corner store doesn't have any fresh local food yes it's the healthcare system it's, it's the, the way the pipeline works that's it, pipeline it's, it's like you know it's like a train you know it stops at this area and a bunch of people get out and the last station where nobody really wants that's where the last of the dregs end up right, right. And that tends to be those places that they corralled black people and marginalized people too, right? Yeah. Those yeah. are the places where they said, you can live here. And, and I was just talking about that. I was like, you can live here, but, and the water that comes from, you know, the, the, the reservoir or that comes from the city, that's the last stop. That's right. Or the pipes might not be as great for that part because we putting all the money over here into this part. That's it's, right all related and I tell people all the time I'm like it's the system the way things have been set up that needs to be shaken up we can we have to we have to have more bravery absolutely present I mean it's the system right and it's white violence yes we saw the insurrectionists at the capitol right and you know, I'm like, well, we saw this before in 1921 in Tulsa. Like, this is the same white. This is what happens. Right? This is what happens. Like, we are always sort of like 
cleaning up the white violence. <laughs> you know, literally the photos, right? Of yes. black and brown folks cleaning up. Cleaning up. Crazy insurrectionists. Like that is, you know, and, and look, we have Black Wall Street, right? Like nobody can stop us. Yep. You look today at, you know, Tulsa and you look at the legacy of school segregation, of policing, of the wealth gap and income, like destroyed, right? Yes. Wiped out, like no longer even part of the conversation. Yes. And we need to be able to rebuild that. Yes. To close the wealth gap. And we've got to own our own stuff. It's black prosperity, right? And like, and we got to stop apologizing to white folks and <laughs> having white folks be able to dictate what we do, how we do it, all that kind of stuff. We got to get to a place where we are really black owned for real. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I saw you wrote about, because I read all of your articles. <laughs> <laughs> I read them all because I was like, oh, yeah, look at that. Oh, that title. Yeah. That so, you know, so we're going to kind of let's kind of go through these. Right. Yeah. So you mentioned the Apple Watch, yeah. which is very you know, which is very significant in terms of, I did have a question in one of my groups on Facebook as well. And someone was like, does it really matter to you if they take Aunt Jemima off the box? Wouldn't it be better if they actually put their money into some government things and change that? I said, yes, both are important. Mm -hmm. I said, absolutely. We need money to go into changing the whole cultures of huge companies and into lobbying the government but I said the imagery that we see every single day informs us as well and so that's okay so when you when you sent me your article and I read I was like yep yes send me one but (laughs) right but it's and it's the level of you know I like to say like the being able to live in the white cloud right like for white privilege and for white folks, you can pretend that everything is kumbaya and, you know, that we're going to be equal now because Joe Biden is president and we have the first woman of color vice president and, you know, and, and it's okay for you to, to then, you know, make all these kind of casual comments to me about the Apple watch. Right. When I'm like, well, that's easier for you to do than actually think about risking some of your privilege to actually help black folks right now. And that yep. is the frustration, right? And it is time for us to call out that as well, even in our social circles, professional circles, right? The folks that we like to give a pass because, you know, man, they did vote for Joe Biden, you know, and we want to give them a pass. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes those are the worst folks, right? And like- Right. We don't want to alienate anybody. We're thinking we got we to gotta hoard our- quote unquote allies, right? right? We gotta we gotta hoard them so we don't want to lose them. So we gotta now conform to what they might want. That's right. Listen, and I'm past the ally conversation. I need disruption. So like when we get to disruption, we can have a conversation. (laughs) You know, your allyship allows you to say, I voted for Joe Biden, but girl, what's going on with your hair? (laughs) Right? Or what's that shirt say? Or, you know, oh, you said your mom is like getting the vaccine. Huh, that's interesting. She's on the wait list. I drove to Baltimore City to hop the line to get the vaccine. And I live in X amount wealthy county in Maryland, right? Like, right. so like, that to me, like those conversations, right? Like it's real. And 
Yeah. We just want to demand better of even the folks who are in our circles. Right. You know, and we got to get to a better place. Or you can understand like why your joke's not funny, right? Because, you know, I'm too busy just being black, right? Like, I'm just being black. Like, you know, <laughs> Megan Marco said, like, because I exist, right? Like, because we exist in the yep. world, there's so many different layers to that. And it's a very specific type of oppression, a specific type of intersectional oppression that hits black women, right? Yes. Which is to the point of the like, I'm a black woman, not a woman of color. Like all of our experiences are not the same. Yes. Right? I'm here in solidarity. I get it. We have different experiences, right? But black women have a very unique, very specific place in oppression Yes. Right. That like needs to be called out, needs to be recognized as long as, you know, folks are comfortable thanking us, you know, why don't we call out the real specific oppression that affects black women yes. and black girls? And it starts when we're young. Yes. Black girls, right, are four times more likely to be arrested in school than their white peers, five times more likely to be suspended in school than their white peers. Like we talk about school discipline, like it is a black girl issue. Mm -hmm. Like we love to do girls of color. Yes, it affects native communities, affects Latino communities, right? But like it is a real specific situation yeah. with black girls. When we keep seeing the news and folks are getting pepper sprayed and put in the back of cop cars and uh -huh. all those things, right? Like that is specific. <laughs> yes. Right? Yes. Like who who would ever go to a school and handcuff a white girl? six-year-old white girl yep who yep. would ever do that yep we are just seen in such a different way from the time we are born yeah and you know it is time to reclaim that power and yeah say, we are going to own that we deal with a very specific oppression that white folks try to put in our dna every day yes <laughs> right with microaggressions right which are real aggressions you know which i talked about like being on a Zoom meeting with colleagues, you know, in that article and yes, know, literally picking me apart as if I were weren't there. Person, right. Like you're in invisible, right? Yeah. Until 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 what? But until, right? Yeah. 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 Literally felt like I was back in the auction, you know, like picking me apart, like, okay, who's gonna sell me? Right. And so <laughs> who's, who's buying? You know, who who's buying, right? Like who's writing a check? Cause at this point, you know, even your sort of what you think are like compliments or you're asking me about my hair or what do my earrings say or what my shirt says, or like it's all little sort of daggers, right? Which is what I said. Yes. That builds That's up, what I say. You know, yeah. every death by thing. a thousand cuts. That's what it is. And it stings. And, you know, and we deal with it. And what we do is, you know, we're like, we fall into those superwoman archetypes, right? Where we're like, okay, we're going to keep it moving. We're just going to put it here and it's going to sit somewhere and, you know, and we bury it and I'm done burying it, right? Like, I'm yes. going to tell you like, sorry, that was offensive. And if you don't like it, then cool, I'm fine for you to leave my social circle or whatever it is. Right? <laughs> you know, like, I'm good on that. You right. Know, enough friends. I got enough, you know, folks. I'm I'm good now, right? And we just got right. to do that together. And so many, you know, when I posted the article, so many folks were like, I just experienced this the other day, right? Or something else just happened to me. Like, what is your thoughts? What is your advice? And I'm like, we just gotta stand in who we are, 
right? Yeah, and you just have to, you have to just own it and just be like, okay. We got to own it. We yeah. Gotta own it. It's, yeah. There's no way to not, you know, we have to now, like, and That's, it's like your, it's your article that you, that you wrote about the un, unapologetic black women are taking back our power. I love that because Naomi, she's amazing. She and Serena, they could just take over everything in, 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 right. <laughs> in tennis and I'll be good right. with it. Right. <laughs> we could just watch the two of them. That's all I need. <laughs> I'm good. And Coco, I'm good. Okay. I'm like, <laughs> but when she did that, like when you wrote about her art in the article, when she did the seven masks with seven people's names, and then they asked her, well, what are you trying to say? She's like, well, what did you, what did you get from it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, I wish I was that quick. Sometimes I'm learning. <laughs> <laughs> Look, and don't we all want to be Naomi laying on that floor free, right? Like yes. that's, the, that's the end goal, right? It's yes. Like, you know, when you were unapologetic, when you show up, she knew she was taking a risk too. So, you know, she knew by wearing those masks, right? With yep. everybody, like she knew, man, I, this is risk. And, you know, she was- But that's willing, what you got to do. Yep. She was willing to walk into whatever consequences, you know, and what she did was she moves people, right? She moves people. She had the support of the families and she- just broke down those barriers and mm-hmm. she did it in a way that was super unapologetic. And, you know, and, and that was where I was like, all right, this is where I'm getting the name for my firm. Like I had written that piece and it had been like a thing I sat on for a while. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to just let it go. <laughs> right. And like, and, and let it happen. And yes. it was like, this is the, this is the, the thing. Like, this is who I am. This is who I want other black women to be. And we are not all the same. And so your unapologeticness is going to look different than mine. Yes. And that's fine, right? Like, we don't have right. to be the... Because you know, we're human. And this is what we have to constantly... We have to constantly show and tell the world over and over and over. I am not her. She is not me. Because you are not her. And she is not you. Therefore, if you are an individual human, so am I. And we have to keep reminding people that we are human. We get mad, right? The same things that will make you mad, make me mad. And there are more things that are coming at me to make me mad. So how dare you put this trope on me like, oh, mad black woman. You have to uh, calm the, you have to be calm in the way that you say things so that people will listen to you. Mm -hmm. They don't listen when you kneel quietly. When right. are they going to ever listen? Like, I'm how, how much quieter can you get? That's right. What you have to say. It's because we exist. It's because yes. we exist, right? So even anything that is not conforming to white supremacy, white culture, white dominance, capitalism, anything like that that we do, right? It's like, we, we say, okay, all right, we're going to march over here. And they're like, hold on, we're going to come over here or we're going to start our own march, but y'all not going to be allowed. <laughs> or we're going to show up at y'all marches and throw bricks in your window. Like, you know, it's like, yes. we can't have our own stuff and right. we can't build. And so I'm like, I just now need you. I don't need your table anymore. I need you to respect the thing I'm building. Right. right? And so give up a little bit of your privilege, your sacrifice, make a little room for me you know, but I got it right. Like 
I, I just think we have to do more of that. And when we do, we are powerful. Just think about like black Twitter. You know what I'm saying? We had like <laughs> powers trending for a minute with the, you know, Negro solstice. Like we, you know, like we, we do it, <laughs> you know, our power, like we have to recognize our power right. in so many ways and redirect it, you know, to ourselves. Like that's where right. it's gotta be now. Here's the thing. I think as I'm thinking about that power is that it is recognized by everyone, which is why we are so targeted in, you know, when you talk about Tulsa, when you talk about Black Wall Street, when you talk about, you know, these different towns that were prospering on their own terms with their own money, doing their own thing. And then all of a sudden from the outside, they were like, mm, mm, mm. We can't have this happen because that they're going to get too powerful. Yeah. Right. Yep. Or people who sit around and go, I'm not going to vote because my vote doesn't count. And yet they are doing everything in the their power to actually really keep you from voting. Absolutely. If it didn't matter, you know, that's like if there's a paper in the street, it doesn't matter. If it didn't matter, they wouldn't care. They would let everybody vote. They would be like, let's open up more voting places. It doesn't matter because we're just we're just going to do what we want to do. It matters. And so it's like the they they see and they understand our power. And I think even more than we do, because they spent so much time telling us that we're not powerful, that some of us have internalized that. That's 100%. I get it, but we need to 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 deconstruct that. Yeah, realize, you know, you can. You're getting it. you're getting held down because you're so powerful, right? right? That's right. That's right. I mean, and it's true, right? It's why you know folks started getting nervous last year when we started going out and protesting, and we came out in numbers, and you know, and yeah, there were you know folks from all walks of life joining us, right? But like, I just want to know what's changed since we have been marching and protesting and, right? Like we we knew what we were protesting about. Like, I don't know if the white folks knew what they were protesting about when they- They were weren't protesting. Us. It was a revolution. <laughs> right? And it was, and it was, look, here's my photo for the gram or, you know, here's my, you know, I here I am standing next to my black friend They've invited me to this protest, right? And I'm like, yeah, this is also our space too, though, right? Like the legacy around protesting and all of those pieces, when you look at the students who stood up throughout history from Mm -hmm. civil rights all the way through, Mm -hmm. right? Like this is our space. And so if you come here, you need to respect our space, right? Mm -hmm. And then I need you to figure out specifically what you are going to do to help black folks (laughs) like specifically right it's not posting on instagram it's not putting your little black solidarity square up in your profile photo right like what is the thing you're going to commit to do yes and and think about that hard and take that action right because there's always this thing about folks in power and i'm like yeah but y'all are the ones in power (laughs) you know (laughs) the onus is on us to like it's like the media it's like it's like when when anchors talk about the media you are the media. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Oh, the media is doing this. You are the media. Right. I'm guaranteed somebody you know is in some position of power somewhere or is wealth, right? Accumulating wealth, all kinds of things, right? And so what are you doing? What are the conversations you're having with those folks that you know, right? And it needs to at some point move past a conversation and move toward 
some sort of action that is yes. meaningful, right? That is really about policy change, structural change, systemic change yes. right? for Black folks and for Black women. And it's yes. time that we stand like in that and that we show folks that you know, we are powerful. Y'all saw it in the last presidential election, right? Like, right. You know, at this point, <laughs> you know, when are we going to get tired of saving the country that never saves, saves us? Right. But we're expected to put on the cake, right? We're expected to be a million Stacey Abrams. We're expected to be, you know, all the folks who are going to come and save the day. And we just are always forgotten and we are always oppressed. And no one ever thinks about that. And no single administration is going to save us from that. No, right? no single administration is going to save us from that. It takes, it's going to take, because the power in this country is not in necessarily in the government. It's in those corporations, mm-hmm. right? So those corporations who are doling out policies so that they can make more money, why don't they take some of that money and dole out some policies to change the way that they do business so that they're not looking so performative and they are actually in, in you know, affecting change. I was just talking to someone yesterday about how, you know, oh, so this, we were talking about a company. We didn't name any companies. And we we're like, oh, this company was rated one of the best places to work, one of the most diverse places to work. And yet, you know, this person said they went into this company and it just didn't seem like, you know, people were, it, it didn't seem like the, the Mecca, quote unquote, that people mm-hmm. thought it would think it would be. I said, well, that's because we're talking about numbers. We're not talking about a change in culture. We're not talking about a change in policies. We're talking about numbers, straight up numbers. Anybody can do that. Yep. Box checking on diversity. That's my favorite thing now about- <laughs> about uh, equity right now, which like, that is a word that I struggle with. Uh, Look, I've worked in the education fields, right? In the education space. I have always disliked that word. I've always tried to get people to walk away from that word. Really? Tell me why. Because I usually use that word because I actually prefer it to diversity because I'm feeling like diversity is that word that's like, that forgets the black woman, Mm -hmm. honestly, because Mm -hmm. diversity always starts with the white woman. Yep. Right. And then it can go down from there and then it goes on the spectrum and on the spectrum, we all know that we're at the bottom. So then it goes, you know, Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been moving into justice spaces, right? Yes. Like I use that. I use that too. (laughs) Right. But I think particularly in the education space, like the word equity has become a box checker. And so Mm. lots of folks are using the word equity and oh, we, this district cares about equity or this organization cares about equity. And, you know, and I'm like, mm-hmm, that's lovely. So <laughs> can we talk about justice though? Like, what does the policy look like? Right. That's through to justice, because that is a very different conversation and justice requires personal sacrifice from folks in power. Yes. And that is the difference for me, right? Got like, it. It's like, moving that conversation like we you know it's almost funny because it's like you know we start talking about diversity and then white folks start talking about diversity and then we start talking about equity and then they start talking about equity right and so we can't have you know how many words y'all gonna colonize so we'll give you a new word (laughs) right like okay see how that works out (laughs) like i'm tired of y'all colonizing everything we do like we got we got to move past this place 
of like y'all just trying to take everything we have, right? And say, you know, what do what's comfortable, right? You're doing yes. right. I, I will I will issue a statement about equity. I will issue a report about equity and tell you how many, you know, folks of color exist in my organization. Yes. Like, that's annual report talk. Like, I'm, I'm, we passed that. Right. <laughs> like, put out your yes. report, you know what I'm saying? Get your money, whatever. That's how you do that on our backs. Mm-hmm. And I'm ready for something else, right? Like, at this point, it is what does the C-suite look like? <laughs> and, you know, and can you actually listen to us instead of focus grouping us? And that's right. different, you know? Right. And there's <laughs> fear or this idea that, oh, you're going to fire people so you can hire Black people. I mean, you know, this is, <laughs> and mm-hmm. I'm always like, <laughs> I'm always like, okay, maybe somebody should re- resign. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a lot of folk in Congress. I'm ready for them to resign. Oh, <laughs> it's a lot of folks. We're not even gonna go there, okay? I'm like, please just go. Um, you know, maybe you should resign, or maybe when you're leaving, you say, "I would like this space to be taken up by a person of color and give people something to think about." Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's just that when you guys are trying to fill a seat, you make sure that there's there are people of color in, you know, black people. Mm-hmm and people in the mix mm-hmm. of who you're picking from. Mm-hmm. So it's not just, you know, it's like you would almost think that what's going to happen is, okay, companies are going to be like, yes, we want to do equity. Okay, good. You, 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 and you, y'all are all fired and a whole group of, you know, it's, right. it's that mentality. It's like, do you know how things work? Like, do things really work that way? Because if they did, it would have been done ages ago. It's the, it's the, it's the, we're getting more powerful, right? It's your point from earlier, right? We're, we're getting more powerful. We are recognizing our power that they also recognize. And now we're a threat. And yeah. so when we start demanding for seats and we start demanding for power and change and all of those things, we are a threat. And so they have to come up with a million excuses why they can't hire us or right. why we can't, well, there's not enough people in the pool or I can't find folks, or we don't know where the black scientists are. We, you know, come on, <laughs> <laughs> you know, come on. Let's not do that. Let's not, let's not right. That let's not. Let's not do that, right? So I want you to speak to me about. <laughs> I can't. I can't even say it with a straight face. Okay, reverse racism. Listen. <laughs> How much time we got? <laughs> we got time, girl. Let's go. <laughs> Look, the, the, the reverse racism thing is so beyond ridiculous and it is just another excuse, right, to try to center whiteness. Yeah. And it is another excuse to try to hold on to power yep. and hold on to privilege. And when we try to come and dismantle that, they have to say, no, 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 wait a minute, that's also racism. Right. right. That's racism too. I'm like, no, no, no. Man. You don't seem to understand what racism is. Let's, <laughs> let's <Yeah>. go back. <laughs> yeah. You know, and you don't experience the exact type of oppression that we do. In fact, you took and conquered everything from us. And so that is not a grounds to argue anything about reverse racism. Yeah. Right? When you just look at the power structure in this country, the capitalism, Right, the, the things that we value instead of black lives, 
right? And so you have folks putting signs in their windows and lawns and cars and all kinds of stuff now that say Black Lives Matter. And they're sitting there absorbing the power, <laughs> absorbing the privilege, right? And so you can't talk to me about reverse racism until we have the conversation about oppression, systemic oppression for Black folks. Like, we have to deal with that. And as long as you're in seats of power and privilege and you give up nothing, don't talk to me about that. Like, I right. Right. I'm, not, I'm not even here to listen to that one. Like this, you got me, I'm out. Like, right. Me, yeah. There are, there are certain things you hear and you just go, mm, there is no conversation here. We're just going to move on. There because, because how do you, how do you even begin? You don't. If somebody starts with <laughs> reverse racism, you go, you don't. Okay. I go have a nice life. Like you don't, I don't, I, you're not even, I'm not even. It's too so, much work. It, yeah. I mean, look, this whole thing around the election, right. And after the presidential election where people were like, you got to talk to the other side, you got to talk to the other side, you got to bring the other side. And I'm like, here's the difference, right? Like the folks on the other side are trying to kill, kill me. me. I don't really have an interest in that conversation. And like, I'm sorry, like I'm out on that conversation, the 70 plus million or whatever, right, that voted for Trump that, you know, racism wasn't a deal breaker. And to yes. me, that's still a problem. Like, yes. Even if it wasn't a deal breaker, like, you don't have to be racist, right? But if it wasn't a deal breaker, I still got a problem with you. I still have a problem with that. <laughs> and, I, and I'm not, I'm not building no bridges to nowhere, right? Like I wrote that, like, I'm not building a bridge to nowhere. Right. And so I, you know, all our lives were taught about the other side. We got to, you know, be, you know, reach across the aisle, whatever it is. We got to, you know, try to talk to folks, bring folks in. And my thing is about where is your intention? If you are well-intentioned and you really are trying to be cognizant and trying to do better, right. I will have a conversation with you yes. we talk all day. Right. But if you want to have a conversation because you're curious <laughs> or you, you want to just challenge everything that yeah. I say, yeah, if you if you like then gonna turn around and go right at the Capitol building, like I, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I gotta go get a massage. I'm sorry, I don't have time. <laughs> you know, my favorite, my favorite, my favorite like line, you know, Jay-Z catches a lot of heat, but uh in the you know, the the movie, right? Judas the soundtrack. Yeah you know, with with the late great Nipsey Hustle, right? Like they have a song and you know, <laughs> Jay's like, look, you let them ride the Capitol building and put their feet on the table. <laughs> like, like you let this happen, but you coming after me? Like, you coming, hello. You coming for me? And they put their feet, they stole a podium. They walked the podium out the door. While they, cheesing they at a camera. They were there for hours. <laughs> if, if we were there talking about Black Lives Matter, we'd be dead. All let me us. tell you. I, I tell people this all the time. I'm always like, you know, if that didn't convince you that there's a problem, then you are not looking. You are not seeing. Not. I said, because you know what? First of all, had they even caught wind that there was going to be a gathering, they would have been ready because you saw how they were ready for some of those Black Lives Matter uh, yep. protests, right? They caught wind. I was like, everybody, everybody, people who weren't going, people who everybody knew something was happening and yeah. they're talking about we just weren't ready no you didn't you didn't what happened was you see black people as threats you see them as weapons mm -hmm. we know our skin is weaponized mm -hmm. you see us as threats you see white people as benevolent mm -hmm. so when you heard that a bunch of white people were going to be doing something on the sixth 
at the Capitol, you thought, oh, they're going to be fine. They're reasonable. Mm-hmm. They're not going to do anything. Yeah, we would have not even gotten on those stairs. Soon as you step foot on those stairs, there would have been bullets, water, dogs. I mean, you name it, it would have been on us. There would have been no way we would have broken in and done what those people did. They would have called. They would have found a way to call the National Guard. Then the National Guard would have been called before we even got there. They would have found a way. I mean, look. I mean, to your point about like whiteness equaling goodness and benevolence and all of those pieces right like the the outrage around oh man some of them were cops <laughs> right it's like wow like they, they let some people in the cops were like part of this too it's like well um yep <laughs> like black people been trying to tell y'all this i said i tell you I say like, all the time we're we can be shouting from the mountaintops it could be echoing all over the place and nobody pays attention nobody nobody right like till you, something like this happens and you're like oh my god why are you so shocked it's been bouncing off the mountain for decades i mean it's we've been we've been trying to tell them been trying to you know and it's just like you know after the capital riots right i'm like all right so like the bar is real low in this country oh my god <laughs> it's been low it's real low right so which low. is why i'm like cautiously kind of like you know, when folks are talking about, um, you know, doing things, trying to make some progress and all of that and progress is incremental and all of those things. And I'm like, yes, but sometimes it doesn't have to be. No, right? sometimes it's it's been incremental for a while and it needs to take a catapult jump. It needs yeah. to just intentional, bam. Right. Sometimes it's been intentionally incremental. Yes. Incremental. Right? That's <laughs> like when you, when you're trying to get a, 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 a promotion. You're like, don't worry about it. Your time will come while you follow watching people catapult over you yep. that yep. come in after you. Yep. And you're like, really? Like, why am I waiting when they just they just got here yesterday? And yep. they're already, you know, that's what it they is. They think some of it is that's intentional. It is. That's why we gotta stop waiting on being promoted and start building our own tables. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, and you know, like we gotta get with the game now and figure out how we do that and you know, sure. Like let's, let's start somewhere. Right. I yes. have to start somewhere, but it has to be about us centering us authentic to us. Right. And, and we've got to lead the way, right. Like right. I, you know, it was lovely to have like all kinds of folks marching with us and all of that. And I'm like, well, can you just let us lead? Cause part of that is also knowing when to have a damn seat. Like sometimes I need you to sit your ass down and let me lead. <laughs> like, Sometimes I'm capable. Do not tell me I'm not capable. It's right. like, exactly. <laughs> I'm yes. so good, right? Like, so I need you to just respect that I got this. Right. This what I need. Like, I don't need you to then absorb the conversation to then come in and also be marching as well. And then, you know, then don't do anything afterward. Right. Like sometimes let us lead. Like, and we've been trying to tell folks this too, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just sometimes. I'm really like, you're in the way. Are yeah. Way? Excuse me, please. Excuse me. <laughs> just in the way. You know, it's fine. We got this. You know, right. trust me, we got this, right? And and right. that's part of the, the threat too, right? Is the feeling threatened that we got it and we're going to be fine and we're going to not need them. Right. And that's a Right. Problem. So yeah, the, the help giving people the understanding that 
if you want to do something, you need to go ask the person who's directing it. And if that person is a black woman, you follow her lead. You don't tell, you don't tell her what she needs. She'll tell you what she needs. That's right. And if what she needs is for you to not do anything, do nothing. Correct. Correct. And you are doing your part. We got it. (laughs) We'll take it from here. (laughs) We'll take it from here. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. There are, you know, there are a number of conversations that I have and I have, um, I have, I have a group that I do. So I have Dishing on Diversity on, on Facebook, but then I also have a Power Elevation group. And in that group is where I really talk to people um, that are in that group. And we really have these conversations, these very candid, just, this is, this is the reality of it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. conversations. And a lot of good things come from that. And so it becomes, okay, so how can I help? And I say, you've got to just go and ask people what they need. You, you, can't, you can't just go in and say, I'm going to help you do this, 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 and this. Did right. we tell you we needed this, 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 and this, right? <laughs> right. right. <laughs> you know, you just, I think that the thing is, of course, that white people aren't used to not being centered. Mm-hmm. they're not used to that they're mm-hmm. used to whatever they want they they do or they say right and just like they just decided that they were going to storm the capital so you know they got together and they said we're going to go storm this capital okay it's a revolution yeah we're going to go do that right right we right. had we even had a whisper of a revolution in that manner a yep. whisper yep. all right mind you the Black Panthers, what they were doing was supporting and, and providing for their communities. Absolutely. And they were on the FBI watch list. Everybody's trying to get in and trying to figure out what is it they're doing? What is it they're doing? Feeding people. You know, my, my parents were around when the Black Panthers were doing these things. And they were living in a community that the Black Panthers were trying to support. And my dad said, you know, they, they were feeding, giving kids... Uh, breakfast they were teaching people the things they were doing good things in the community that's right look my uncle was a black panther my shirt is the people's yes right it's the the black panthers were doing it right yes they were doing what it was needed and because of that all of a sudden the government's like um they're getting a little too organized and so i watched judas in the but yeah, uh, that movie is it. <laughs> that movie is it. I watched it twice. Like, it- oh my goodness, I watched that and I was just so like in my feelings, <laughs> so in my feelings. Yeah. And I was like, so they decided because he was too, he could speak too well, and he could he could rally people from diverse backgrounds. Mm-hmm. He had to go. Mm-hmm. Because God forbid you guys do anything that will uplift you, right? Right. right. I mean, look, I, my, you know, thoughts around all that is like, you know, we had, we lost Malcolm, we lost Martin, we lost Fred, we lost, right. And then we, and then we lost Brianna and then we lost George Floyd and then we lost Ahmad. Like, and then, and then we're losing everybody because the modern day assassination is the systemic injustice. Injustice, like yes. Consistent and intentionally killing us slowly, but it's still killing us, right? Yes. And so like that to me 
it just hit so deeply right when I was watching the movie because I was like all of our incredible black leaders who were taken away from us right and we are still losing folks right and and just the the Brianna thing like got me so much like it was what spurred me to go back in the streets and and protest right yeah I've been tear gassed I've been like told you know you about to get a wreck all kind of crap all kinds of ridiculousness was in Baltimore was told um why are you here? Because they're just going to kill you anyway by a white man who decided wow. to join the protest. So like, <laughs> you know, so it's real. And it's just like, Brianna, like, it could have been me. It could have been you. It could have been like, she just, she was like in her bed sleeping. Like it just, it's just like so deep. Right. And, it, and because she was an Ian, like saving other people's lives and the country killed her. Yes. Right? That's like, the irony, that, right? That's the irony right there. The story of Black women's lives, right? That, that's the story of our lives from the time we are born until we go away from here and most likely ain't on our own terms. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? Like that is that is the thing. And it, it just got me so much. And I'm like, this this just could have been it. And you know, folks were saying all kinds of craziness about her boyfriend and all kinds of, right? And I'm like, no, no, no. This is specifically about what happened to her. Yes. You know, people always try to to go, well, this happened and this happened. She was sleeping. Yeah. This happened and this, she was asleep. Yeah. Yeah. And then they decided that the building was worth more than her life. Okay. The building, right? This is a story of Black women's lives till till the end. Yeah. You know, and there's some things that you just cannot argue. You just cannot argue them if people just choose not to see it, right? And that is one of them. I will not argue with you from here to tomorrow about why it is wrong that she died in her bed while asleep and the person who did it got nothing for it. Did got, got, you know, and then you wonder, you know, and then you want to know why we're mad. Yeah. Why are you so emotional about this? I mean, come on, let's just talk. No, we're not talking about this, right? It's the same as you want to always vilify the victim when they die, right? Well, he was such and such. Yeah, but police aren't supposed to kill people. But he was, no, police are not supposed to kill people. Right, right. Okay, they are making themselves the judge, the jury, and the executioner, that is not their place. Yes, okay, I agree with you. But you know, no buts. Leave the butt at the door. It's right, it's right, it's right. It's not supposed to happen. It's just not, right? It's just not, there's no, there's nothing around that conversation. You can't, don't don't justify with me. Don't, don't, because now you want to go and pull out every last thing that they might've done. Oh, you know what, he got a parking ticket. In 1995, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and okay. I heard that he was a little irate at that point in time when he was talking to that police officer. Yeah. So maybe you know, yeah. maybe what? Yeah, yeah. What did you do in 1995 that you probably haven't told anybody? Right. Were you that person who raped that girl behind the door, behind the at the dumpsters where she was all drunk? Yeah. And they decided that your life was worth more, and yeah. so you got off. The pretty scot-free are you that person yeah look the insurrectionist lives are worth more than black lives (sighs) yes 
they're still walking around. How many stories have we seen about these crazy? Oh, oh, she went to Mexico. <laughs> they're still in the news, right? And I'm like, okay, no, no, we are now like glorifying the insurrectionists. Yeah, like that. That is that is a problem, right? And we're not thinking about what that means as a country, right? And it's what we do in America. Like we love this. We love to glorify all kinds of stuff, you know. But we refuse to center black liberation and yes <laughs> right like, it's, it's like, like how dare you want to be how dare you want to be free how dare you not want to get killed how dare you mm-hmm. feel this way mm-hmm. or even you should that. be happy yeah you should be happy that fill in the blank yeah oh yeah i got many of them i got the harriet tubman 20 dollar bill coming oh are you excited about that y'all getting tubmans and i was like well i mean it is still part of a capitalistic system (laughs) (laughs) like i'm glad she won the 20 but like that don't save me or you or right like that is you know bravo like and now make policy change (laughs) now make yeah now please can we change some of these policies that are give me some tubmans so i can pay off my student loan debt (laughs) <laughs> Bravo. And then please hire me from the school that I could afford instead of judging me for not having gone to the school that I could not afford listen because I, of the history of the school I mean there's so much listen the amount of questions too I've gotten about Howard right like I'm proud proud Howard alum my dad was a Howard alum right my like you know, my, my father too, like, you know, I talk in, in one of the salon pieces about my dad. Like I lost my dad when I was 23. Mm. Like, like I'm a dad's girl, right? Like I loved him. Yeah. And, and you couldn't tell me nothing, right? Like it was like, this is, you know, we had a lot of the same kind of like ambition and personality and some of that, right. And work mm-hmm. ethic and all those pieces. And, you know, he just like, he would just push me to be like you, you you're better than that like you could you could go and 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 do this too and you can mountains and you can do you know and he just he just refused to let go of those kinds of conversations and so it was lovely for me to be able to like memorialize him again by Mm -hmm. saying Baltimore City put up a building named after him that was incredible right oh nice yeah he wanted and would have wanted would have been for the public works, you know, workers to get fair pay, to get benefits and all of that. And, you know, the city council came through and they, right, like gave them, you know, some of their due, but like, that's the stuff that would have mattered because that was who he was. Right. right? And like, he would have been like, this building is lovely, (laughs) y'all. But like, but but like, (laughs) what about the workers? And, you know, and so that's sort of like, I think my spirit, right, is like taking up those, like that torch from him mm-hmm. and, and my mom, right? Like my mom's pushing me every day and being able to like continue to do that, mm-hmm. you know, and to have some hard conversations, right? Like I'm married to a fabulous black man, but toxic masculinity exists, <laughs> right? And sometimes he's part of that. <laughs> and right. sometimes it's your brother and it's your cousin and it's your you know what I mean? Like, yeah, gonna talk about toxic masculinity, too, because, yeah, you know, folks all the time are like, come if I just post like a 
photo of a black woman or a, you know, something like that. Folks are in my comments like, why you gotta put the black man down? Why you gotta, why you gotta put the black? And I'm like, well, I'm, um, I never <laughs> put the black man down. I just centered the black woman. So you got some kind of insecure, you got some issues. Some you, you should go take care of that. Go take so care of that. Go deal with that. And like, let's not, you know, and just the, again, the refusal to acknowledge that we have this very specific oppression, right? that like even with black men and even with men of color, right? And women of color, that our oppression is very different and the refusal to acknowledge that and even to put it down or to discredit it, right? Yes. Right, and I was like, so this person, so that I came back and was like, okay, so even Malcolm said, <laughs> right. disrespect the person is the black woman. So like, what's your point, sir? Like, what are we, what are we arguing, right? Like in, we just, the minute we start to center ourselves, even without putting others down, mm-hmm. folks got a problem. Yeah. So because we exist, right? Right. Folks got a problem. Right. So, you know, it's important. What you say is important. Unapologetically, just show up. Unapologetically. Because we don't have anything to apologize for. Mm-hmm. We, we have, just as you have the right to be who you are, and I honor that, you need to honor the fact that I'm going to show up as who I am Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. just take, and just take that and let's go with that. Right. Don't expect me to be here to, to coddle and to make you, make you comfortable Mm -hmm. in a a lot of things. And just know that this is me. Right. And and I can have no regrets at the end of the day. Cause I know I showed up, (laughs) you know, as myself was myself going to continue to be myself. Right. And if that's not enough in a space, then right. you know, I am now blessed enough to be able to walk right out of that space. And what I want is for other black women to be able to give themselves permission to walk out of those spaces too. Right. And find a new space or create a new space. And, yes. that's, and that's the game. Like that's, that's the move is right. Like we're going to start playing chess. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. chess. Like this is, this is where we're at. So like, while y'all yes. thanking us for saving the country, we're over here playing chess, trying to figure out the next move. Right? right. And that's what I want so badly for all black women to be able to realize that, to stand in who they are, to be able to be comfortable in who they are, to push the boundaries, right. To like push each other, right. To just like be happy. Right. Cause sometimes folks mad cause we happy, right. Like I'll show up in a meeting and I'm like, laughing and joking and you know having some fun and just heard something that was really funny and I'm laughing and you know and it's like why are you mad <laughs> you know like <laughs> I, I look I don't have, I look we're oppressed I don't have to like you know look, I say about some, it every day like <laughs> you know who did somebody say oh they um I don't remember who said it but they said they want our rhythm but they don't want our blues but if you don't get, if you don't have our blues, you can't understand our rhythm. Mm. I say, and I look around and, you know, my husband is white and I look around at, you know, white people's joy and black people's joy. And our joy is immense. It's something that others cannot understand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I understand that you can't understand it mm-hmm. because you don't have the pressures that to release that we have to release. Mm-hmm. 
you can go to a white party and everybody's drinking and that's how they get their joy. You mm-hmm. go to a black party and nobody could be drinking, but they having such a good time. You think everybody's drinking and high. Right. <laughs> it's right. just how it works, right? right. I, mean, I mean, and I've seen this. Like, I'm. Look, and we're doing it. We're doing it on Zoom now. You know, we have, <laughs> we still, we still, we like Google Meets. Where are you at? Like, you know, it's still. We gotta find right, like our joy and live in our joy. Like that's who we are too. Yes. And, you know, because y'all enslaved us. You know, doesn't mean that now. You know, we can't find our joy and be able to be free in that joy and you yep. know, spread that joy and yeah, folks angry. <laughs> just yes. That's why, you know, that's why on my, I don't really post on the weekends necessarily, but if I'm posting, I'm like, uh, from Friday to Sunday is black joy time. So you're not going to see me talking about, you know, all the oppression. You're not going to see me posting anything about what's going on is you're going to see me posting things that make me laugh. That'll make you laugh. That'll make you happy. Maybe even cry tears of of joy but that's where we're gonna we're gonna stay in the joy area because you know and that's another reason why I do Fridays the way that I do them Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Fridays and Mondays because you and I both know that doing this talking about this teaching about this consulting about this living in this doing this work will it will take a lot it's you have to refill yes yes that's the only way, right? To, to be our best selves, to move the needle, to be able to go out there and fight every day. We have to be our best selves. So I'm a huge believer in protecting my time as much as I can. Yes. There's a lot going on. I have a lot on my plate, right? Like, you know, my like awesome, awesome assistant is like, you are managing four calendars, girl. Get your life together, right? And I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, you're right. Like, you know, even even bringing her on, like, she's incredible, right? And like, even bringing her on was a thing for me because I was like, uh uh-uh, I'm used to doing my own. Like, I'm gonna just figure it out. And like, just having her give me the permission to be like, actually, I'm gonna give this one over to you. Yes. (laughs) Because, Because I need to be able to still have some time for me to have some, you know, work time to be able to have some things blocked off and you know, and that takes courage and it takes us pushing it each does. other, right? And like, and it's okay to claim your space, to claim your joy, right? To be free in all of that joy mm-hmm. as much as we want. And, you know, it's all right. And we got to give ourselves permission because this life is so hard. It's Thank so you. hard, right? It's so hard. It's so hard. If we thought about a million other things, you know, we could be depressed about it or cry about yep. it. Or whatever and you know we gotta find that joy in those places and you know it's part of the thing with the pandemic that's missing now right like when you lose folks like you know we celebrate lives right like the way the way we go down we celebrate, we celebrate and you're missing those aspects now yes right? yes sort of we're losing ourselves in some of that and so it is okay to just reclaim some space right yes. and some joy in the last right or to cry if you need to you know whatever like, it is it needs to come out let it come out and then just so you can go okay I'm good now let's go yeah I'm good let's go fight this fight you know like let's go you know we might not have we might not be riding the capital <laughs> granted you know, <laughs> we have every right to you know think about it at least okay right? after all we've been through 
you know, but, <laughs> but, you know, let me, let me, let me fight in my own way. Right. Like it is, it is about what makes you sort of, what makes you happy in justice. Right. Yes. And happiness is part of justice too. Yes. Oh my it. gosh. I'm so happy to hear you say that because I say that all the time. I'm like, we should be happy that we're fighting for this justice here. This is, this is a good thing. This is a happy thing. This is, you know, I mean, as hard as it may be, this is a happy thing that we're doing. We should, we should have some energy, some good energy behind it because it's not about going in with a, with a long face. It's about coming in and knowing that you are doing what needs to be done. And this is important work. So right. be happy. That's right. That's right. Go dance if you need to. Get Do your it. on. You know, whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, we, we have to, right? And yes, you know, it's like, sometimes I just call my niece and I'm like, okay, girl, what's the latest dance you learning right now? <laughs> right? And she'll like, help. she'll be like, oh, is this this dance here? And, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's just little things like that, that just get you up in the morning. You gotta have a reason. Yes. Know, to keep going and to get up and and it's so important that we just protect those joyous spaces, right? Yep. And sometimes yep. like white folks ain't gonna get the joke and that's fine. <laughs> Let us have it. Right? <laughs> like sit your ass down. <laughs> right? Let us let us have it. You know, it's fine. You don't, you have, don't to have to get, get it. it. And like I'm not you, gonna spend time explaining it to you. <laughs> right. You don't have to, you don't have to um, and you don't have to use it. Like there are certain words you don't have to use. You don't get to use. Listen. And be okay with that. Right, right. It's okay. It's, it's okay. okay. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. Oh my goodness. Is there anything else that you would like to bring forth that I haven't, that we have not touched upon? We can talk about everything. <laughs> I mean, this is my, this is my whole space. Like, I feel like this is like the, you know, the, the group text chat. Yes. Got every day, you know, I mean, I think my main thing is just understand what freedom means to you and give yourself permission to go do that thing and, right. to, and to be in that thing and to live authentically. Right. And to laugh authentically and to, really just make sort of whatever is the thing that makes you get up every day, right? To lean into that, live into that and give yourself permission to leave the party when it ain't feeling right, you know? And and that's the the main thing. And anytime we do that, we are going to make space for more folks to come and feel that they can do the same, right? In whatever way that is. And you know, I think we just got to get to a place where we are beginning to like, not necessarily think about all the firsts, like they're lovely, but now we have to normalize many, right? We have to normalize many firsts. Yes. And that's that's where the the journey is. Like, that's where I think we got to move and build. We got to get to that place. And we just got to, you know, show up and show out. <laughs> show up and show out. Yes. Yeah, show up and show out, right? Like, this is what we got to do. <laughs> yes. Tell us a little bit about what you do, what your un- unapologetic communications does, please. Sure. So I am a communicator in my profession and have done so. I was in the Obama administration. You know, one of my bosses is incredible, uh, John King, who was his education secretary. What I'm trying to do now is 
apply all those skills that I have learned over 15 years in the game, you know, to make space for black women and women of color who want to lean into their authentic voices and to help them channel that. And so whether it is talking points, speeches, whether you're in healthcare or, you know, sports or entertainment or whatever that is, right, just helping us get to a place where we can really fully, you know, lean into who we are and do it publicly, right? And so I am sort of here to be like the hype woman, right, to help you get yeah. to that place, right, with whatever it is that you're doing to be able to do that and to be successful in it. And so applying all the tools that I've learned, you know, to something I'm now passionate about yes. and being able to create that larger movement. So I'm just honored that I, you know, have an opportunity to do this and, you know, hopefully this is the thing I'll be able to get up and do every day at some point. And so, you know, I'm, I'm working toward it and I just want to give us all permission to like be who we are every day unapologetically. And that's the mission. Love it. Love it. How can people find you? I will put all your information if you send it to me in the, in the notes, but please, how can we find you? Yes. So the site is unapologeticcoms.com. It was kind of cute. So I was like, it is. (laughs) And (laughs) I'm on Twitter. It's at Takira WD. You can find the company at, at unapologeticcom, one M. Okay. Fantastic. Oh my goodness. I can't even begin to tell you how much fun I've had with you today. This made my whole day. (laughs) I know. I feel so energized. I'm like, okay, what's next? I don't even care. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) you build the movement. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Thank you so much. But you know what? The last question that I love to ask all my guests is what is your favorite dish? Because we're dishing, but what is your favorite dish? I have so many, it's ridiculous. Okay, so, so at the moment. Okay, that works. <laughs> I'm talking about the moment. So, the moment. <laughs> so at the moment, my husband makes the best chili and he just made, he just made this like rendition with chicken and it's like a little like salsa and like a little stew and a little, it's like a little bit of everything, right? It's like yes. a- kind of gumbo and it's like symbolic right because I'm like we're all these things and so he puts love into it and put a lot of you know a lot of love and a lot of care into it and it just is this great dish that I love all the time anytime he does it and you know it's just my favorite thing right now oh I (laughs) love it it sounds delicious it's great (laughs) and I look if I had the recipe it's all in his head so I'm like I know Sure. You make some stuff up, throw some, you know, it's good. Yes. Oh my goodness. That sounds amazing. Well, <laughs> wonderful. Thank you again so much for being here. Thank I you. really appreciate you being here. Of course, of course. Anytime. Hey, did you enjoy that episode? If so, please be sure to subscribe, download, rate, review, and share. It would also mean the world to me if you became a patron over at Patreon. The information is in the show notes. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.